Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge, live here on Twitch as well as wherever you're listening to this in the future. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, we have a Sonic Adventure 2 Dark Story speedrunner and the King of Fling himself, Savik. Hey, that's me. It is you. <laughs> Welcome back. It's been about a about a year since we last had you on. Yeah, I think so. Around there. So how have you been in that time? What's what are some what's new? Um, let's see. When I'm not sure when I was last on here, but I think I've I've probably PB'd a couple times since then. Uh perhaps. I, you know, I'm at, at that point in time I would have been, you know, into the nitty-gritty of residency, and now I'm at the tail end of it where there's um geez, what a what a sobering thought, but there's like seven weeks left, not even. Um actually considering I'm taking two weeks off, there's five weeks left wow so not much time is left not much it's crazy and then what's next after that uh in in practicing independently (laughs) do you have anything lined up yet for that or what's the I, i i do um it's not like firm i haven't signed anything but i've got two places they're both in calgary that are willing so i am likely staying for a year Alrighty, well, I think we'll dive right into our first main topic here on the podcast, which is, of course, our headline of the week, which we got some Nintendo news as there was a Nintendo Indie World Showcase, uh, showcasing the brand new indie games that uh, are going to be coming out soon. Um, Starting off, uh, the big one that a lot of people are happy about, Ooblets is coming to the Switch. A very popular... It's essentially, what if you were to take Stardew Valley, Pokemon, and Dance Battles and put it into a very colorful game? And that's coming to the Switch now, which I'm surprised it wasn't on the Switch. I thought it was for a very long time, but I guess it wasn't. Um, So that's coming to the Switch this summer. We also got some trailers for a bunch of new indie games coming out later this fall or out in the summer. Patora, Lost Haven, a roguelike. Elekhead, which is the most interesting game I think that they showed off, um, aside from the very last game on the list. Uh, Elekhead is a platformer where everything you touch gets powered up, and you can throw your head to power up different uh, platforms, either above, across you, uh, basically to help you progress through the levels. Soundfall, a new rhythm dungeon crawler. One of the few games that's actually out right now on the Switch. Wild Frost, a new deck building game. Totally accurate battle simulator, uh, or tabs. That is coming to Switch this summer. This is not to be confused with the totally accurate battle royale simulator, uh, which is another one of their games. Uh, this is the one where you just generate an army and their very weird ragdoll physics just take control and make everything chaotic. Gunbrella, a brand new side-scroller noir action adventure where you wield a gunbrella. 
greatest weapon of to date now, apparently. Uh, that's coming out next year. I think that is one of the two games that is coming out uh, next year that they announced. Uh, we are. We also learned that We Are OFK, which was originally shown off in a PlayStation State of Play, that's now going to be coming to the Switch. This is that episodic story, basically a story-driven game about the band OFK. Um, the, the real gameplay aspect is like the interactable music videos. The rest of it is just, hey, here's a story that we'll talk about depression and some other stuff that people go through in their everyday lives sometimes. So that's coming to the Switch. Silt, a underwater puzzle adventure game coming out in June. Mini Motorways, the second game that is out right now. Uh, basically, you're a road manager. Build roads, make sure there's no traffic. Make everything go by smoothly. Wayward Strand, uh, a game, a narrative-type game that takes place in a flying hospital. And you can learn all the stories about the different characters and kind of uncover there's a mystery there as well to learn about. So that comes out July 21st. That's the only specific date we got out of like a lot of these that they showed off. Cult of the Lamb confirmed is going to be coming to the Switch. That's a popular... That game looks a lot of fun. A lot of people are hyping this game up. They're excited for this indie game specifically. That's coming to the Switch sometime this year. Don't know when, though. And then the last game, which I think is the greatest game they showed off. Another Crab's Treasure, where they said, hey, what if we made a Souls-like game where you're a crab? <laughs> what? Yeah. Sadly, the game won't be out until 2023, which I, I want it now. Like, I I know that my boy Mello, who loves crabs, is probably sad. Uh, but you get to, like, collect different items as your shell. So that way you can take hits and whatnot. And if you lose your shell and you get hit without it, you basically die. So you have giant enemy, giant lobsters, giant, just giant fish that you fight. as, And it's a, a Souls-like game where you're... It's cra- I love it. I love the concept. And the developer studio... They, they, like, have the name Crab in their developer title. I don't remember what exactly it is, but they made one game before this. It didn't feature any crabs at all, and people were mad. And so now they're doing this, and it's great. And that was essentially the Indie World Showcase for me. Uh, It was a nice little unexpected treat. I mean, all the Indie World Showcases are kind of like an unexpected treat because they don't really say when they're going to do it until like the day before. So it was always nice to see that, especially if you're a fan of indie games. All right, well, now I, now I feel better about not knowing about this. They announced it the day before. Yeah, that's usually how they do indies, or they announce it day, like, or they just happen out of the blue. And they're like, oh, hey, it's a few hours, and we're going to go drop some indie games for you. And everyone's like, oh, shit, okay. Thanks, you know, Nintendo. It, it really just showcases how little they seem to care about the indie games. Why not hype them up? Come on, Nintendo. Mm-hmm, true. I mean, that's, that's what people who watch it are like, yo, what if I told you next year you could play a Dark Souls game as a crab? That, I mean, that yeah. game is going to be up for game of the year against Breath of the Wild 2. Bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are seriously reaching. A, a, a little. No, you are seriously reaching. Breath of the Wild 2 is not coming out next year. Oh! <laughs> Ooh, a doubt. I mean... 
it's gonna come down to what it may or may not who knows at this point i don't know i feel like it might get delayed one more time and pushed to maybe a summer release i mean who knows (laughs) i'm not i'm not holding out for that game until i see it on shelves hey fair enough fair enough um well with that then we're gonna dive into what else happened this past week this is the week in review Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the Week in Review. Um, taking a look at what came out last week, some of the big, bigger games that came out, you had Ayudin Chronicles Rising, Flippin' Cactus, and Evil Dead, the game. Uh, the brand new, kind of Dead by Daylight type game, where you ha- you're just playing as the Evil Dead characters instead, um, and there's other things you can kill aside from just the players and the big bad boss monster that the other player is. And in the world of gaming news, starting off with a great headline here. Hey, Smite. If you remember Smite, that other... Oh, yeah. That You know, it's a game. It's been out for a while. Well, they're probably doing the craziest collab we've ever seen. Slipknot is coming to Smite. What? Yeah. The band Slipknot is going to be added <laughs> as cosmetic uh, characters into Smite later this month. Cool. So um, if, if you like us, uh, <laughs> a lot of people thought it was a joke. And then they're like, oh, no, Smite posted it on their official socials. It's real. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, you can now play as all your favorite Slipknot members. If I knew their names, I would say them right now. But I don't listen to Slipknot enough to know their names. Yeah, that beats me. (laughs) Uh, Apex Legends Mobile, that launches May 17th worldwide for iOS and Android. So now you can play everybody's favorite Battle Royale in the palm of your hand. In big sports gaming gaming news, EA is ending its 30-year relationship with FIFA. FIFA is now looking for new partnerships for two non-simulation titles for this year and next year and then a big fifa game uh coming out 2024 they're now looking for new people new sponsorships i feel like this is gonna be the opportunity 2k's gonna snatch up this is hype because this is like the first chance in i guess 30 years for the new fifa game to not be exactly the same as the old fifa game yep so (laughs) that's exciting soccer fans yeah, it's very exciting for a lot of soccer fans all over the globe. It was crazy to see that, though, especially knowing EA. Uh, speaking of EA, they're working on a Lord of the Rings title. Now, while it's for mobile, uh, it is a big licensed game for them. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Heroes of Middle-Earth. So I feel like it'll probably be a lot like uh, their Star Wars mobile game that has a bunch of characters and it's like a card game. I feel like it's probably going to be like that. But it's a Lord of the Rings game, and hey, maybe this means we'll see another Lord of the Rings game come out soon. I know that the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War were very popular games, and people liked them a lot, so maybe this will be more. In some LEGO news, Lego Sma- the LEGO Smash Brothers game, uh, LEGO Brawls, is coming to consoles this summer. The game was originally a 2019 Apple Arcade exclusive. And now it's coming to everything else, where you basically, I think you build your own Lego minifigure, and you fight Super Smash Brothers style. 
<sighs> Platform Someone's, fighter. Somebody's going to make me buy this. <laughs> it looks interesting. I know that we saw... I don't remember where we saw it before. If it was like... Uh, I think it was like briefly shown off in the Nintendo Direct in like the highlight reel. And uh, But now we know more details about what this is because I didn't know what this is, mostly because Apple Arcade game. Of course, nobody knows what those games are. <laughs> Who... I've yet to meet one person who's played the Apple Arcade. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not me. Mm-hmm. In some DC news, Gotham Knights, we got a brand new gameplay trailer showing off Red Hood and Nightwing. And we learned that they're no longer developing it for the PS4 and uh, Xbox One. It will now be a next-gen exclusive Series X, PS5, and PC. So I think that's, I honestly think that's a good thing. I think a lot of games are going to start doing that now. And it's good. It's definitely a game that if you're a big Batman fan, might be your driving force for a next-gen console if you are a console player. Or, of course, if you just have a PC, just get it on PC because those will run anything if you have a good enough build. Uh, it's some Epic Games news. Epic Games took an Australian Fortnite cheater to the Federal Court of Australia. And... Uh, <laughs> Lead us to say Epic got themselves a victory royale. Uh, Brandon Despotakis had violated the Fortnite EULA and Terms of Service, as well as infringing Epic's copyright by selling Fortnite accounts. Uh, It hasn't been disclosed how much he has to pay in damages, but all the money that he pays for his damages are getting donated donated to Child's Play, a charity dedicated to improving children's hospitals. All right. So it's it's going to a good cause. So that's 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 nice of Epic to do. But man, ha- owned. <laughs> I I I like the fact that it's it's just nuts. Like why would why do you? I don't understand the appeal of sell, wanting to sell Fortnite accounts. Like why? I mean, I'm I'm assuming just boost it. Is there's like a ranking system, right? Yeah, I'm pretty or a sure. level system. So you boost the account up, you sell it to the the little kid who's got mom's credit card, who's not good enough or skilled enough or whatever to get to that point, and then you sell it to them and you make profit. Sorry, there's a question mark somewhere in the middle there, but like profit is the end the end result there. Um, and I mean, look, Despacito or whatever his name was was just trying to make a <laughs> quick buck. What was his name? <laughs> Despacito. That's how you. That's how you say it in Australian. Is Despotakis? Uh, yeah, close enough. All right. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, in some news that came out today, all all these stories uh, all came out today. First, Pokemon news. They've made the announcement that Pokemon Home support is almost here for Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus. It's not yet. It's not yet. No, we've been waiting for a while. It's it's I've been I've been I've been in pain waiting for this. They said that they would announce it early 2022. It's almost halfway through the year. Whew. Um however, they did give us some more details. So when you link your games with Pokémon Home, you do get some special Pokémon. If you link Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, you will get hidden ability Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup. And if you link Legends, you will get uh, a Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott with their effort levels maxed out. 
So you can look forward to those, at least getting those when you uh, link your game. So that's nice. We have a release date for the Dead Space remake. It's January 27th, 2023. Officially tweeted out by EA and uh, the Dead Space team. Alan Wake will be coming to the Nintendo Switch digitally only. And we also learned that the Alan Wake series being done by AMC is now in production. Bethesda has made a lot of people sad because I think it was expected. Starfield and Redfall have been delayed to 2023. Starfield, of course, is their next big exploration game, Skyrim in space, essentially. All right. I mean, I'll play it. Uh, Dying Light 2's first major story DLC has also been delayed to September. It was originally set for June. And literally three hours ago, we got the title revealed for the new Star Wars game, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That is what the sequel is going to be called. We now know the official title. Uh, That's everything for video game news in the world of TCG. Starting off, Astral Radiance, that comes out later this month on May 27th. And Pokemon Go, we're going to be getting some Pokemon Go sets uh, starting July 1st. Those those are going to be released in waves. And uh, what makes them different? Well, if you remember the little mobile game and the AR mode they have, all of those, uh, all the artwork is going to be based on like Pokemon in the real world, which is really cool. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, starting off with what's new in Master Duel, we got some new solo gates, a brand new tutorial section for with advanced duels for more, more card rewards, and a gate revolving around danger cards. Uh, we have new cosmetics as well, and the Fusion Festival is underway. That is going until May 22nd. So you have all that time to get the new Cup Noodle Duel Mates and um, a new title, at the, which is the max reward. As for the TCG releases, we have Dimension Force coming out May 19th, Tactical Masters on June 10th, Legendary Duelist Season 3 on July 22nd, Power of the Elements August 5th, and the Structure Deck Legend of the Crystal Beasts on August 18th. And imagine the gathering a new collection of eight cards featuring LGBTQ plus characters uh, in Pride Across the Universe. That is uh, available pre-order right now. And half of the purchases, 50% of all purchases, go towards Trevor Project. And there is no board game news this week. Any thoughts on any of those, Savic? Uh, okay. So a couple things, I guess. Um... Skyrim in space, that sounds cool. Um, I've never played Skyrim, but everybody speaks pretty highly mm-hmm. of it. Like, essentially, I'm... like, you know how, like, it's, like, the, their big open-world game. It's, it's a space one. Right. I mean, you know, e- even if they're going to delay this game, I mean, they can always re-release Skyrim for, like, the fourth time, so. Yes, I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm, holding, I'm holding out for the Definitive Ultra Edition or whatever. I- I'm holding out for the, the Smart Toaster <laughs> Edition now. Ooh. All right. I mean, yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else we had there. Um, Star Wars is a survivor now. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to vote Anakin off the island. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think what else uh, we had. I mean, those, those are my big. I, I, my I don't big know. I don't know if Anakin thoughts. would even go on Survivor with all the sand. 
Ooh, good point. It's going to remind him of uh, of his childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have that. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the main things that stuck out to me. All righty. Uh, if that then, we're going to jump into what games are coming out next week. Here's what should be on your radar from May 16th to 20th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Starting off, no releases on the Monday. On Tuesday, however, Umarangi Generation comes to the Series X and Xbox One. Endzone, a World Apart Distant Places DLC, comes to the PC. Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion DLC comes to the PC as well. And Lovecraft's Untold Stories 2 also comes to the PC. No game releases on Wednesday. On Thursday, Deliver Us the Moon makes its way to the PS5 and Series X. Vampire the Masquerade, come, Swan Song, comes out on everything. Deadcraft comes out on everything. And Endzone, A World Apart Survivor Edition, comes to the PS5 and Series X. And on Friday, Dolmen all comes out on everything except the Switch. Cotton Fantasy comes to the PS4 and Switch. And The Endless Summer, Search for Surf, comes to the PC, Series X, and Xbox One. And those are your games coming out next week, with the big one kind of being Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, Swan Song, if you're a fan of the Vampire series. Everything else is uh, pretty pretty tame. We're in a pretty tame time for game releases right now. Nothing crazy is hitting the shelves quite yet and we probably won't see anything too crazy until the start of june when the mario strikers game comes out Ooh, i am hyped for that one i mean i don't know we've got a another uh survivor game coming out i mean <laughs> so, <laughs> that's kind of hype i mean geez like we need some creativity in this industry because that word's already taken somebody over at development needs to get a goddamn thesaurus out and get a new word <laughs> sorry but uh yeah <laughs> uh but yeah that's everything coming out this week and now it's time for us to dive into our main focus of the week here's what we're talking about this week in the game lounge covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests here's what's going down this week in the game lounge and savik if you want to open up with our first topic you can go right ahead um sure so i don't have it up right now but i'm pretty sure the first topic was just kind of um myself and kind of transitioning to where my life is going i guess um because currently um for those unaware i'm a, a resident physician family medicine specifically um so i've been in calgary for almost two years now doing this uh and i'm set assuming no last minute surprises happen i should be done uh at the end of june so after that i move on to being a fully licensed, independent, attending physician, um, and hopefully have more free time. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> How much more free time are you hoping? Uh, well, I'm hoping for quite a bit more because I've been very upfront and firm with the fact that I will not work five days a week when I'm done. It's not happening. I don't even want to work four. I want Ooh. three and a half. 
<laughs> or three, <laughs> because I've got I've got myself into a routine. I'm doing I'm doing well financially with what I'm making right now. I can work three days, which is way less than I work now. Make more than I get now, and I mean, then I have time to actually use whatever I'm making. So I mean, I can I can play video games. I can stream. I, I will just be overall happier, less likely to burn out. And, and, you know, I get to stream and people get to watch me. So literally everybody wins except for like the few people who, who don't watch my stream, but everybody else benefits. So it's good. And that's what I'm hyped for. Nice. Um, what kind of big content changes are you hoping to make when you, when the transition does happen? Okay. Um, so in terms of big content changes, um, realistically, and this is, bothered a lot of people but mostly right now i stream sonic adventure 2 battle and that's because i have on average two days a week that i can stream sometimes i can't even do that sometimes i can do a little bit more but because i only have two days a week i'm really only willing to stream that because i don't like the other stuff as much i mean i'm very very um transparent about that but um I used to do a lot more variety when I could stream like three or four days a week. And if we're going back to a model where I can stream three, maybe four, probably three days a week, then that opens myself up for actual variety content again that people would like. I mean, I don't know if Splatoon is ever coming back, but Splatoon 3, to be fair, it is going to drop. So we might see some more of that. We might see um, speedruns of other games. Maybe even Mario Kart comes back. Maybe Smash comes back. I've been kind of uh, getting excited about playing Melee. I was playing somebody for like two hours the other night, which is the first time I'd picked that game up in like four months. So, I mean, basically, still going to be doing SA2 until such a point where I feel like I cannot accomplish anything else in the game, and I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Um... But until such a time, I'll keep playing SA2, but I'll be able to do other things. How would you, this is more on the medicine side of things. How would you rate your overall experience going through both uh, med school and your residency? Ooh, okay. <laughs> 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 All right. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay. So I did medical school at, I'm actually wearing the shirt, Queens. Um so that is a, a school in Kingston, Ontario. So um, the culture of medicine in Ontario is a little bit more toxic than it is in Alberta. I must say people are just genuinely nicer in this city, in my experience, than they are in especially Toronto, but even Kingston and Kingston is a tiny city or town. I, I would call it more of a town. They, they have no business being the level of jerk that they are <laughs> but they are and i mean like it was it was toxic i mean i feel like people are always like oh savik you're so toxic but i was molded by that because i think i was a I was a happy person before i started medical school i was happy i had ambition but you know what they just break you down in medical school like i i mean i got like screamed at on the phone as a medical student repeatedly by like consultants and it's like it's not it wasn't my decision to phone you at 2 a.m i'm sorry i'm working with somebody else don't yell at me yell at them you think i'm gonna pass that message along no because then they'll yell at me too <laughs> so i mean like so so basically 
medical school very very toxic it was not fun um and uh i mean like i was feeling like i was just going through the motions i had to do a lot of stuff that i was just not interested in um uh, my my surgery rotation in particular was like borderline traumatizing um, so happy to get out of that and into residency in Alberta where everybody's nicer, um, and supportive. I've been yelled at approximately 0.5 times in my almost two years being here. I've met a couple like strong personalities, but in general, everyone's a lot nicer. Um, it's overall much more satisfaction actually coming in to the hospital to work because, I mean, I'm actually doing things like in medical school, you don't necessarily do anything. But like if I put an order in for a patient, something will happen because I said that it, that it should happen. So somebody goes and does it versus in medical school. There's always somebody who's co-signing any order that you do. So, I mean, there's just more responsibility. And if you don't show up, like bad things happen. So, I mean, there's a much more onus, but you it's much more satisfaction because you're much more directly actually causing positive outcomes for people so basically residency much better um everybody's nicer i'm doing things that i like more and much more satisfaction from doing it um so much much happier there's still a lot of like assignments well not a lot but like things that i don't want to be doing that they still exist and it's because some dude in a suit somewhere in toronto says that we have to so um, we still have those. But overall, um, I would say residency went pretty well. Nice. What was this 0. 0.5 uh, of the... Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought there was like, like raising, a story there. Raising okay. their voice. I mean, eh, not really. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like um, the ones that are more memorable are the ones that actually were much more calm when they were like giving me a bunch of like flack. But uh, no, no one's ever actually yelled at me. Uh, one more question I do have in regards to, I guess, this topic at hand. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. Uh, one of your, your most recent video on your YouTube, uh, and one of your most recent streams, uh, was the impeachment of Blake DKSC for life. <sighs> I mean, look, 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 it was not rigged. It was a fair. <laughs> it was a fair and honest trial. I, it, it's not my fault. I, I succumbed to the urge of money. I mean, like, look, look, any of you would have done the same thing in my position. He was found innocent of all charges. Just, just, just deal with it. Uh, but what? But someone who may not be as innocent is a mod. It's true, <laughs> Mister. Another per a person who's been on this podcast three times, Don Sr. So the there question is, a... <laughs> is, will Don be having a trial down the line? You know, I, I, I actually, I think that it, it may be in my best interest to run another community goal to see if the community as a collective would like to impeach Don for his actions. Um, I think that it would be in Don's best interest to have Blake represent him <laughs> at such a trial because Blake won his trial. So if he's not going to get Blake, he should at least recruit Blake's legal team because like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how, but like, if you can prove Blake innocent, then what, who can't you prove innocent? So, I mean, like, look, I'm not saying Don's going to trial, but like Don, you need to go and get Jack on your team. All right. 
<laughs> um, aside from that, are there any like big plans you have in the back of your head for like streams like those or like something on like a grand a grander production scale uh, like that? We do have one coming. Um, so Capitains, um, who was acting as the prosecution in that trial and is largely and uh, largely known in my community as second in command. Um, he came to me with an idea. Um, I don't know if I'm going to reveal it yet, but it is another community event sort of thing because we were like, oh yeah, the community loves when we actually do legitimate planned content. So I'm not going to tell you guys what it is necessarily, but um, there's two things that you guys need to know. It is a live competition and there's cash money to be rewarded uh, and, and Capitains is paying for it. Ooh. This is what the people need to know. That's an incentive. Now that is an incentive tease right there. Yes. When when will we know more details? Um. On honestly, I can't see a world where I do this before I get back. Um. So, like, um, end of June, I'm going back to Toronto, then going to Minneapolis or wherever for GDQ back to Toronto for my brother's wedding and then come back. So I can't imagine it's going to be uh, before any of that. Okay. All righty. Um, with that, then I'll, I'll quickly address chat as the man in question has actually just popped in himself. He has a question and we'll take the question right now. All right. All right. I will answer. Uh, so, Blake would like to know if the rumors are true. So I think what Blake is alluding to is the fact that I have size 15 shoes. And the thing about that is there's a lot of rumors that go around about people who have big shoes, big feet, whatever. Mm. And like people always ask me this and I always have to tell them, yes, the rumors are a hundred percent true. My socks are enormous. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Okay then. Alrighty. <laughs> no, nah, I'm no, nah, I'm just joking. They're size 14. <laughs> I used to wear size 15s. I, I was hedging my bets. I thought I was gonna. My mom thought I was gonna grow into them, but uh, nah, nah. We we capped out at 14. I can squeeze into a 13. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, with that, then uh, we will head on into our second topic of the day. Uh, which we're talking GDQ again. We did talk GDQ mm. uh, the first time. So a quick refresher because it has been a while what was your first gdq event that you watched and what were some of your favorite uh moments from gdq that you got to witness live Ooh, okay well the first gdq that i watched was not live but um as far as i can remember it would have been um gdq uh, i don't remember if it was a gdq or sgdq but it was 2013 and it was the Ocarina of Time run by then Cosmo, um, now Narcissa, right? And uh, it certainly, it's like, it's a famous run. Like, that run is ridiculously good. Uh, it, it's just a great, well-executed run with phenomenal commentary throughout the entire thing. It's basically a history lesson. It's like when I play Cosmic Wall and give a history lesson, but there's actually gameplay happening. So, I mean, I, that's the first one that I can remember. The first one that I would have watched live, um, if I remember correctly, that would have been, um, I think, SGDQ 2015. And I think I watched probably like 75% of that 
like I, I was just, I just had it open permanently because I was studying for, um, I can't even remember what I was studying for that summer, but, um, I just kept it on the entire time. And I would, and every time there was like a good game that came on, I was just like, well, I'm not studying. I got to watch this. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I think it was, um, Oh, I'm trying to remember. No, it couldn't have been SA2. SA2 wasn't at that event, but there was definitely some some runs where I was like, whoa, and I just had to just stop what I was doing and watch. So so that would be my first one that I can think of that I watched pretty religiously, and I've watched every single one since. Um, Yeah, love watching GDQ. It's a pretty good event. So what when what around what year would you say was the the time you thought i want to go to one of these Ooh, okay um well i think that i can probably safely say 2018 because that's when i started actually speedrunning. um because i picked up sa2 in the summer of 2018 so i have actually been at this for quite a while now we're almost at four years um I think it'll be four years next month, potentially. So that's pretty crazy. Um, but uh, before that, I didn't have any aspirations of actually going. But yeah, I mean, once you once you start speedrunning and you get immersed in the culture of it um, and you know that like the people that you've been chatting with online, that they're going to be there. Suddenly, you know, you want to go there. I mean, maybe you know what I take I take it back. Probably not 2018 because I wouldn't have known like I knew the community, but I wasn't. I didn't know them as well. So it probably would have been 2019 where I was actually like, yeah, these are my friends um, rather than online acquaintances. So yeah, I'm changing my answer to 2019. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. I was going to add was uh, I lived in the same city as uh, like when I was in Toronto as some, some runners and I literally just never met them Um, (laughs) (laughs) because I was just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> which is but, kind of like our scenario right now true true <laughs> true this is what i do <laughs> uh, i so, have the beans but just don't <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh, the big reason you would say for not attending previous gdq events was just the lack of a desire oh god no um <laughs> all right so um i would say the last couple GDQs I didn't go because they were online. Oh yeah, okay. Well, obvious, <laughs> obviously, obviously, I don't think we're really counting those because obviously you can't really attend those. All right, all right. But like before that, I mean, when I'm like, oh shoot, okay, now I'm in residency, I can afford to go, I can book the time off to do it, and then they just go online. I was like, come on, because like in med school, like it already would have been bad enough to try to request that time off i find it is so much easier for me to get time off in um residency compared to med school going back to the fact that it is nicer to do residency than be a med student but um i also probably just didn't have the money i mean i'm sure i could have but i mean it it's a lot easier now (laughs) so i mean it was really just um med school was creating a barrier because they were just like not i guarantee they would not have been okay with it and unless I was running at the event, maybe, maybe then I could have swung that, but uh, also just financially. And then obviously once I could, it's like, oh, hey, now they're online. You can't go. And I'm like, oh, gee, thanks. So <laughs> those are the reasons yeah. why I haven't gone yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you also se- semi-recently actually got to run in a GDQ hotfix event. Oh, yeah, that was sick. 
Um, yeah, tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, so I remember I like like um I got reached out to in my Discord DMs. Um, and the reason that they did that was they just looked, uh, so, okay. So they were running this event called time capsule, uh, tippy, whose, uh, name is smooth operator, uh, either, or, and so she was doing an event and it was supposed to be highlighting games from 2001. So, um, a well-known game that released in 2001, that is speed run is Sonic adventure Two battle. So what she did was she went onto the submissions list for GDQ and I was actually the only person, as far as I know, that submitted SA2 to that event. So she reached out to me because my Discord info was on my profile. And like, I remember reading this email and I was just like, once I like I, I get to the first line, I'm like, OK, yeah, sure. Somebody wrote me a, a wall of text. Uh, they're they're trying to get me to join something or, or whatever. And I just read like on behalf of games done quick. And I'm like, whoa. Um and so what do I do immediately after I read this message? I'm just like, uh, to, I, I go in a DM GURP right away. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, hey, GURP, are, are you still interested in Dark Story or are you totally done with it? <laughs> and, and, and GURP is just like, uh, if I remember correctly, he's like, he's like, no, why? And I'm like, I want you to commentate a run. And he's like, okay, sure. Can you tell me more about it? And I'm like, sure. And I just sent him a screenshot of it. And he's like, damn. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was, that was a sick event. And I, I got Don in too. Don was the second person that I told like shortly after GURP and I sent him the screenshot of it as well. Um, and it was actually kind of funny for Don because <laughs> Don also commentated uh, Traders Run on GDQ, <laughs> mm -hmm. and this was before Don, who has now since gotten his own run um, on GDQ. But he was like, "Dang, why do I always commentate? I never get to run." <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was that was fun. So I had uh, had Gerp and Don on calm. So it was uh, it was a very relaxed run. Uh, it's like virtually impossible to tilt in that setting. Um, doesn't hurt that the run was going like phenomenally well like i hit every single skip first try and there were almost no hiccups like radical highway 149 sure not a great time but i mean like in a marathon setting that's still pretty solid and so the only stage that i can honestly say didn't go like super well um is most likely weapons bed like that was kind of a tragic stage and i guess sand ocean but like all things considered, if I remember correctly, I missed zero cycle narrowly, but I almost lost 40 seconds on that stage, plus the inability to sandwalk because uh, Eggman was like one pixel low enough to grab the upgrade. If he's any higher, that was the end of it. And the enemy was dead because uh, the enemy blew blew itself up. So, um, But yeah, other other than that, I mean, the run went spectacularly, um, you know, Fling King hit Fling first try. You know, what else is new? Grass is green. <laughs> um, but uh it's sand walking first try there were a lot of frog walks in the chat uh that that always feels good to know people are, are using using my meme elsewhere um so yeah i mean that, that was a fun run for sure i would i would love to do another one uh on a marathon i just need to find one that's convenient for me and i will probably submit again nice and in regards to this year's sgdq you are going you finally get to go so who oh, are you yes. most excited to see? Who are you most excited to see down at the event? Ooh, okay. Well, that's hard because I don't fully know who's going. Um, so 
I don't know if GURP's going to show up. As far as I know, GURP's going to be there for a day. So if he is, it's probably GURP. But otherwise, like realistically, just anyone in the SA2 crew. Um, I know if like Dawn or Emerald were going, which they're not, uh, they would be high on that list as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've got a, I've got a long list of people who want to drink with me. So I'm going to make it happen at GDQ. <laughs> um, I will I will rally up the Sonic speedrunning community. Well, the Sonic Adventure 2 battle speedrunning community and choice runners from the other games that I don't hate. And um, we will we will rally. We'll round them up the nearest bar and I will get them all a shot on me. Yeah, that's the only one they're getting. <laughs> nice. This ain't no charity. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it's... the event's a charity event, but yeah. but <laughs> this, this ain't no charity. That they only get one round, and it's in Minneapolis. I think. Yeah, I think it's in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I would have. I would have really probably gotten tickets to go. However, I'll be in Vegas at the Ooh. time of GDQ. So solid. It's yeah. So it's pretty. It's pretty solid. I, I sad because I did want to go, but it's. Uh, I'm going to Vegas. I get to see. I'm probably going to go see Aerosmith and uh, some other. So you know, I'm looking forward to that now, and I'm definitely looking forward to some of the runs. What are your thoughts on the games list this year? Oh, I should have looked at the games list before this. All right. Well, I'm just forced to to go off of my best recollection. So I'm obviously excited for the Sonic block, which might feature Sonic in it. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, I mean, we've got we've got four Sonic games in there. Yeah, um, it's, a sh- the it's a small is, list. It's a small year. list. And, and, and you know, I'll talk about that maybe in a bit. But uh, we've got, you know, uh, the Sonic Advance run by Kirby Master, where there's, you know, a one in four shot that we might see Sonic. We've got KD4 doing the uh, Gamma run. So no Sonic there. Um, we've got Knuckles Chaotix with zero chance of Sonic. And then we've got Sonic Generations 3DS, which unless they mod Knuckles into that, uh, <laughs> we might actually see some Sonic gameplay. Um, but I, so I'm excited for the Sonic block, obviously. Um, I'm super excited to see uh, Hib play uh, Knuckles Chaotix. I know nothing about that game. Because uh, Hib always plays like super obscure stuff, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm excited to watch it. I'll watch Gamma Story. It's always a sick run. I mean, I'm going to watch the whole Sonic Block live. Like, let's be honest, I have to. Um, so outside of the Sonic Block, I am super pumped for a few runs that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, super Mario 64 120 star race between Cheese and Simply is going to be hype. Mm-hmm. I've recently heard that Sunshine 120 got in off of the uh, backup list, so I will be excited for that. Don't think I'll watch it live, but I will probably watch it later. Um, mostly because, like, at the event, you are—I mean, you're hanging out with the homies. You're not really watching everything the whole time. Um, I recently became aware that there is a. Um, I believe it was Final Fantasy VI Rando, and I did not know that was a thing, so I don't know anything about it. I made sure not to look up anything about it, and I'm just going to watch that, probably live, hopefully live, and just see um, just what what is that game, and is it something that I would like to run? Uh, trying to think what else. I mean, I'm pretty sure that uh, Oats and Goats is doing... God only knows what 
hard mod of uh, Super Metroid, but there's it's not like uh, like it's a, it's a really hard mod of it. I don't remember exactly what it is because he's done a previous like super hard mode or something at GDQ. And this is not that it's a harder one than that. Mm. Uh, so whatever that is, I have to see it. I have to donate to kill the animals because it saves the frames. And I, I mean, I'm just going to say right now, if I ever get an event or if I ever get a run into GDQ at an event that has Super Metroid, just know all of you that if you donate to me and you say runner's choice, you that is effectively a, a donation to kill the animals because you know that is where I'm putting all of it. So just be aware of that. In this is this is your one and only warning. If I a Tony's Game Lounge exclusive, if I get on GDQ and you say runner's choice, it is going to kill the animals. Just know that. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, uh, there's one run I'm looking forward to. I look forward to it every GDQ, and that is uh, Frube. Uh, he's running uh, Yakuza like a dragon this time oh. around. Uh, he ran okay. lost lost judgment back in AGDQ, and so running Yakuza like a dragon. I am excited for that. I've tuned into some of the streams to see the run, and I gotta say, I'm very excited. Okay, those are definitely ones. Oh, and I'm also looking forward to uh, the Tunic run because okay, I, I love Tunic. I can't believe that Tunic even got in because that game came out like a couple days before the submission deadline closed and they submitted it and then they approved it. So really surprised on that one. Mm, I think a big thing was kind of the reception and you also had Trihex backing the community at the very start of it all, uh, do, even kind of leading the way for runs of Tunic. So that was probably a big reason why. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't know anything about the run, so I'm hoping it's it uh, wild. I saw the world record run for any percent. Holy shit. It's wild. Is it? Okay. The Sweet. stuff that you, you're able to like abuse is nuts. And uh, like, especially the final boss, you gotta be like, free. it's a really cool strategy they use on the final boss. And like two, three, two of the three, like other bosses you abuse and you basically don't fight them at all. You only fight one real boss. Huh. And it's it's really cool to look at. All right. Well, I'll I'll have to check it out. I'm also I'm intrigued by the Phasmophobia speedrun that's going to be there <laughs> cuz I didn't know that you could speedrun Phasmophobia. I mean, I I'm not I'm not holding out too much hope for that one. <laughs> fair. fair you know, enough. actually, you know what? What I will say about GDQ when it comes to the games committee selection, if you've like, like this is what they say, and it's largely true. Um, and, and I think uh, the pumpkin jacks run from the last event really highlighted this. But if you've never heard of a game or think that there's no way that this game can have a speed run, but somehow the games committee approved it, it's probably a six speed run. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what Phasmophobia is going to have, but it's probably sick. Yes. Either that or uh, the games committee. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yes. Uh, and, of course, uh, there's also going to be a forgotten Kirby and the Forgotten Land run there as well. Oh, that's the other one that, like, was released immediately uh, before the deadline closed, and they took it. <laughs> I mean, apparently Kirby speedrunning is, like, extremely straightforward, so I guess it makes sense, but it's still kind of surprising. 
Yeah, we got that, and Kirby Tilt and Tumble will also be at the event. So some double double dose of Kirby, which is super nice. I'm uh, just trying to look through the list as well. Uh, we have an F-Zero-GX run that'll be there. Oh, yeah. I I am actually excited to watch that because um, it says max speed. Max speed story mode, very hard. So, I like... It's been a while since I've played F-Zero-GX, but as far as I remember, in order to effectively snake in that game, you need max acceleration on. So the fact that um, they're on max speed, I think, alludes to the fact that they're actually going to be driving conventionally rather than snaking the entire game. So if so, uh, that's pretty hype. There's my cat <laughs> cameo appearance. <laughs> um <laughs> And she's still there. She's walking out. She is <laughs> gone. She is out of there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Wait, 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 interrupt the podcast, Tia. Uh, yeah, looking at just looking at the list one more time. Uh, Elden Ring, I saw. Uh, Banjo Tooie, Advanced Wars, which will be not, it'll be the little thing that people cling on to while we await the inevitably delayed until the war with Russia is over for reboot camp. Oh yes. Yeah, Cause uh, the reason that game got delayed is the first cutscene of the game is essentially Russia invading, which is oh. uh yeah, bad Ooh. timing to yeah. say the least. <laughs> Ooh, very bad timing. Uh, but yeah, the, it's some solid games in there. Uh, but like we brought up earlier, a lack of a Sonic block. What are your what are your full thoughts on that? Oh gosh. Okay. So let's see. Where do I begin? So the Sonic block has been shrinking uh every event, I feel like. So we are now down to four games. Um last event, I think there were five, and I can't remember if that included Snulf, which is like a golf yeah. mod of classic Sonic. Uh, which is on the backup list, by the way, another snulf game because we haven't snulfed enough at GDQ yet. So um, that aside, um, thankfully, there's no modded versions of Sonic games this time. So we've got four games, which I've already gone over. And so in terms of actual runtime, uh, we've got, you know, um, Knuckles Chaotix is like 20 minutes or something. Um, Sonic Advance is like 20 minutes. Gamma Story is like 14 minutes. And that's a conservative estimate. It is not going to take Katie 14 minutes. It's going to be like 11 or 12 probably. Um, and then you have Generations, which is like another hour or so. Yeah. So we've got like probably maybe two hours of Sonic if we're lucky. And... In terms of 3D Sonic, we have 14 minutes of it, and it's not even Sonic. It's a robot with a bird inside of it. <laughs> so, like, we we just, I feel like the Sonic block has just kind of been shafted a little bit at this event. It, it doesn't feel great as a Sonic fan and a member of the Sonic community because, I mean, I looked at the Sonic submissions and... Um, as far as I know, Sonic had more submissions than any other um, series, and yet the representation is just so poor. And those were good submissions. Like, SA2 alone had, like, 10 or something. Um, it was ridiculous how many SA2 had. But um, there was just a lot of really good 3D Sonic submissions that just got overlooked. So, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping at AGDQ uh, we can get Frontiers in or something because they seem to like good or they seem to like new games. So I'm hoping Frontiers is a good speed run so that we can get that one in. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see SA2 again. I, I do acknowledge that it's a little bit too soon because uh, SGDQ 2021 was the last time SA2 appeared. But Sadix back-to-back events, they had Sonic uh, Story at uh, AGDQ this year, and now we're going to have Gamma Story, same year. So, I mean, I will continue submitting this game as long as I can play it at a top level. I've been saying this for like a year and a half now. Um, so I will keep doing that as long as I play it, as well as I play it, or better. Those are my thoughts on the Sonic block. <laughs> Another thing that uh, this uh, GDQ is doing is a mix of both remote runs and in-person runs. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, I actually really like this one um, for a couple reasons. One, their GDQ is in North America, and it will be in North America to stay. It's not going anywhere. And you've got a lot of European runners, and it's hard for a European runner to come to America Um, especially in the middle of a pandemic, but like even in general, that is prohibitively expensive for a lot of people. So it just opens the way for a lot of really talented European runners who otherwise might not have ever gotten the opportunity. It doesn't have to be, you know, majority of remote runs, but I think having a few is good because um, the advantage offered to the event from a logistics point of view is, is just immense because the setup time between runs when you're live can take a very long time. It can be 15 to 20 minutes to set up a run. But if you have a remote run that is ready to go right away after the, the run that you just did, and then you set up for the next one during their run, the event just goes smoothly. It's just from a logistics point of view, it makes so much sense that like I honestly feel like this is here to stay. And I wouldn't object. Yeah, honestly, yeah, bringing that up, I didn't even think of the log- logistics st- standpoint of that. that. Yeah, that's a very... It's, it makes it's a sense. huge advantage. You can cram more runs into the event if you do this. Yeah, they could. Definitely. So, could. Yeah. Maybe maybe they'll realize that next year and actually give us more Sonic games. Oh. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like, oh, hey guys, we freed up another hour. All right, guys. Who wants another hour of Mario or maybe Zelda? That's their <laughs> that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um any other Final thoughts you have on either topic, GDQ or our first topic of the day? Uh, I think that wraps up most of my thoughts. I had more questions, but I mean, I think that's kind of the stuff I wanted to say. Uh, In that case, uh, it's time for us to move on to the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And we're kicking off our bonus level. And hey, this is where everybody here in the Tony's Game Lounge Twitch chat, this is where you guys get to shine. Uh, it's the community corner. So that means you guys can ask us any questions you have about video video games or some other things. But we'll mostly try to get some video game questions in here. You guys are free to ask <laughs> anything you like, oh as boy. long as it doesn't break uh, TOS. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so if you want to get those in, you can go for it. We'll maybe sit here in chat right, while we we'll just, await we'll some just, questions. Know, our thumbs. Uh, oh, oh, there's a got, question from we earlier. We got cake okay. from Moonlit. Anything. I'm, I'm not, I'm not necessarily obligated to answer anything. Okay. So question for me from Moonlit, how much to shoot Blake? 
I don't know. I don't know the guy personally. I don't know if I even could shoot the guy. I don't know I him mean, personally. Just time him out and chat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what moonlit means. <laughs> Can't say you didn't try. Okay, moonlit. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good try. It was a good try. I think what we could do is while people submit their questions, we can do top five. Okay, uh, yeah, sure. So while you guys get your questions ready, we're going to do top five, and uh, it's for Savic. Top five Sonic Block GDQ moments. Okay, all right, all right. So I, I was I was um, writing these down, and I could not narrow it down to five. So I have two honorable mentions that didn't make it into the real top five. So um, honorable mention number one is SGDQ 2016 Sonic Adventure 2 Battle by Talon which is my first time ever seeing the Sonic Adventure 2 Battles speedrun. I had I as soon as I saw it on the list I'm like, "Oh my god, I love this game. I have to watch what what they do." And um I remember I was watching like City Escape and and just seeing how he like sticks to the rails with the spin dashes and goes like super fast and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I have to try that." And I just like kept flying into the air. I couldn't stay on the ground. I mean, which Honestly, is still the case when I play City Escape. But I mean, <laughs> um, I was like, I was like, all right, what else can I implement? I remember like, I was playing Prison Lane, and I'm like, oh, I can jump over the little gate on the elevator. Look at me, I'm a speedrunner now. I've got the strats. <laughs> that, that, that strat saves like one second, maybe. I've got, I've got this down now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's honorable mention number one. Honorable mention number two uh, is from AGDQ 2021. Where for the first time ever in a GDQ, there were back-to-back world records. Um, so you had Flying Fox, who was playing uh, the 2013 version of Sonic 1, uh, the Tails Beat the Game category, and Zaxxon96 was playing Sonic 3 Angel Island Revisited. The runs were back-to-back, and they got world records. And then I remember uh, Argic uh, loaded in right after they just gotten two world records, and they're like pressuring him, like, you've got to get a third one now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's like it's not happening it's too good (laughs) um so yeah those are my honorable mentions uh so coming in at number five is um actually from frost vitals this year 2022 um so rizu rizuru uh was doing a run of knuckles story and um got to the final (laughs) like two hits of chaos six so the run's like, you know, maybe 15 seconds from being over and the game just crashes. <laughs> and that was the end of the run. <laughs> and oh, just, no! Yes, this happened. <laughs> it was, oh. Uh, oh, man. And then just just like, all right, well, let's stop the timer. Let's load into Tail's story and move on with the marathon, guys. Oops. <laughs> Oh, that's... so that's that's number five it's it's really funny you can find the run on youtube if you want to see the game literally crashed oh my god <laughs> what a great game sonic adventure uh is <laughs> so um next up at number four agdq 2019 um sonic one the original sonic one by um dr fat body who um this runs not on the gdq channel anymore um because of some drama i don't fully remember the details but uh the run itself was just like pure comedic gold um i remember at some at one point during the beginning of the run he literally at a gdq event this is not why he got banned by the way but he's just like shout out to my mom and dad for getting busy one december night you know what i'm saying (laughs) i'm just like it's like, you can't say that <laughs> and he just moves on to the next joke like nothing's happening I'm like what 
So, but that whole run is a treat for anyone who's uh, interested. It is it is re-uploaded on YouTube by somebody else. I think I did uh, see the re-uploaded version, and I was watching it one night at work because when like the last three hours of my job during a night shift, there's like nothing to do if I've done everything. Fair, so I just fair. watched it. I'm like, yo, this is great. <laughs> All right. So so the next one, um, this one's like funny for like very different reasons for me but um this is uh agdq 2017 sonic adventure 2 battle dark story by seraphim so anybody who watches me play dark story knows that when you actually watch me play dark story it's an iron gate simulator that's what it is um and so seraphim gets 205 and draco dan on commentary says and i quote 205 is a pretty good time for iron gate as well <laughs> and anybody who's ever watched me play this game would know how viscerally angry i would be if the time was anything at 158 or higher and i will reset the run if it's 159 so seeing and hearing that when i go back to the video is just so unbelievably funny to me and probably <laughs> to anybody else who's ever seen how angry i get if the iron gate is over two minutes um wow. like in the dark story tournament i got a couple and the commentators were talking about how must like how tilted i must be at the iron gate <laughs> which it's it's true <laughs> i just i can't i can't handle iron Iron gates like that um so so yeah i mean it's not like a funny line by itself it's just funny in context um but i remember gurp was the person who uh first pointed that out to me and it's just really funny so it, it made <laughs> me realize that like i can't trust draco if draco ever says that something's a good time <laughs> because it might not be and like anyone in general they're just hyping it up for gdq they're like yeah that's a really good time you gotta clap for that gotta, gotta yeah. clap yeah oh my god 130 mad space yo <laughs> um so my number two uh is agdq 2021 and i already talked about this run but it was sonic mania by argic there is no one moment in this run that is the highlight the entire run is the highlight the only thing that could possibly have been faster than the way Sonic was moving in that game is Argic on commentary, who is faster than Sonic. Like this run is just ridiculous. He just, he, the Scott, the Scottish man just does not stop. He is like the energizer bunny. I don't know what's powering this man, but he, he just has unlimited fuel and he just goes like a mile a minute. And it's, it's just a treat to listen to him in general. But that run in particular, I remember it quite vividly. It was just phenomenal um so that's my number two and then my number one moment for sure uh unquestionably is sgdq 2021 i'm sure a lot of people probably know what i'm gonna say already but it's katie's run of sonic adventure 2 battle when she hits hex skip yes um which is just like that is like my number one probably gdq moment of all time uh that that was just that moment was ridiculous um and and seraphim and draco on commentary were hype and draco was not lying this time when he said it was hype you know, we're going back you know a couple uh, spots where he was lying about 205 but but hex skip is actually hype so very hype it, so, it, it that, really is that is and my, seraphim's that is my commentary just made it that much more it's true seraphim is a treat really he really is I, if i ever get a run in i gotta recruit him on the, on the couch <laughs> it just instantly elevates my run to like legendary absolutely status. absolutely uh we do got a question from highlights 
Uh, for Savic, will you speedrun Splatoon 2 DLC? I mean, I literally already have speedrun Octo Expansion. <laughs> I've got it on speedrun.com too. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> highlights means will I run it again? And um, no, probably not. So my my reasoning is that the resets in Splatoon 2 are just ridiculous. It takes you like six minutes to reset a run. And considering I'm very likely to lose the run to one of the eight ball stages right near the beginning, uh yeah we we have to watch and we have to watch the cutscenes and play the tutorial a lot so uh not a fan uh not in practice anyway so i'd probably be losing runs anyway uh yeah no it's it's not happening no nope if splatoon 3 has a good speed run with shorter resets then yes then yes i will run it okay okay uh i have a question actually Goes back to something we talked about uh, the first time we had you on. Kabuki's a clash. And just, an <laughs> up, just an update on the Sonic and the Olympic game speedrun scene. Because I know when we talked last time, there was a person kind of grinding through the the ranks a bit there. Where, how, where, how do those rankings stand right now? Oh, I mean, I'm still unchallenged in Kabuki's a clash. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've held that record. Uh, nobody has been able to take that one away from me. Uh, Flubler, Flub tried, uh, got pretty close, bopped Emerald, uh, but could not bop me. Uh, um, Dirty Dan gave it a go, uh, didn't bop Emerald. Uh, but, you know, the Sonic, the SA2 community at large is trying, but nobody can take me on uh, Kabuki's a clash. My Shibuya scramble search record has been uncontested since I got it. And good luck to anybody who thinks that they can beat that other than like ridiculous grinding because the RNG scene in that run has got to be like the best RNG ever seen in any run. Because uh, for those who are unaware, this is like Where's Waldo? And uh, the target toad that I had to find spawned directly in front of the cursor four times in a row basically so well the first one you can see in the cutscene uh profit down that so it's called profit vision when you spotted in the cutscene uh, it, <laughs> it does not have a jingle but it should um <laughs> and the next the next three spawned basically next to the cursor and uh that's why i was able to clear it in 7.9 seconds of in-game time uh, so good luck to anybody who thinks that they can beat that. Um, Holy. I did lose my record in Treeside Rumble, though, uh, and I have not been able to reclaim it. Uh, the same person who took it from me last time when I and I took it back like an hour later because I logged in, saw that I lost it and just instantly just did runs for like half an hour and took it back. But uh, I, I have not been able to take this run uh, back uh, since they took it. It's kind of funny because their previous PB was one frame slower than my uh, record. Wow. And then they just go and lower it by like five seconds. And I'm just like, all right, bro, uh, you, you can have this one. Uh, that's too good, I think. So, yeah, I mean, I lowered it by four seconds when I got my current PB, but he's lowered it by another several. So Alrighty. I cannot I cannot compete. And the other dude who was grinding all the runs, I don't know what he's been up to because um he, he has not taken any of my uh any of my records. Okay then. Uh it, again, if people have more questions, you can get them in. We're gonna go into this week in gaming history uh as we await some more. Uh so this is May 16th to 22nd. Here's what happened in the past. On the 16th, 2002, Square releases Final Fantasy VI. For the PlayStation 2 in Japan. Oh, sorry. No, not 6. 11. Oh. No, I don't know my Roman numerals. <laughs> For the PlayStation 2 in Japan, 
uh, for 7,800 yen, about 61 US dollars. So 70, 80 Canadian. Damn. May 17th, 1989. In New York, Tengen holds a reception for retailers, trade reps, and press for the launch of the Tetris video game cartridge. May 18th, 2007. Ten wireless hotspots are opened at Disneyland and Walt Disney World on the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Users okay. with a Nintendo DS and the game Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End can download extra content at these hotspots not available anywhere else. That is a niche market. <laughs> Such a niche market. Thursday, May 19th, 2008, Nintendo launches the Wii Fit exercise game for the Nintendo Wii uh, in North America, initially only in New York City. The price was 90 bucks, including the game and the balance board. Wait, 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 wait. Smolomar had the DS on the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yo, let's go! <laughs> you legend. Let's I'm go, Smolomar. That was huge. We found one in the wild. Somebody's willing one. to do that. <laughs> Friday, May 20th, 2000. Konami releases Metal Gear Solid for the Game Boy Color in North America. Saturday, May 21st, 1984, Atari officially discontinues the Atari 5200 video game system. And Sunday, May 22nd, 1999, the television show Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Conquest airs its last episode in the U.S. 22 episodes aired during the season. And that's the week in review. The achievement of the week is in Evil Dead the game, Make Like a Tree which is to possess a tree and hit two survivors at once. Okay. And yeah. the game of the week is Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. And I don't think we have any more questions. So, Savik, thank you for coming on out once again. No problem. Thank you for having me. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Savik, S-A-V-A-C. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at, at Savik Gaming. S-A-V-A-C, and for those who can't spell gaming, G-A-M-I-N-G, um, on YouTube. Uh, if you do, like, Savic Gaming, uh, you'll find my channel on YouTube as well, or the name is just Savic on the channel. Either or, you should have no problem finding me. If you can't find me for some reason on YouTube through either of those methods, just search Chow Speedrunning, because, like, I have, like, all of the most watched videos. I have that search algorithm down pat. YouTube recommends me and nothing else. So if you want to see Chow speedrunning, just you'll find me. Guaranteed. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can find me over at Radio Tony on Twitter and Tony's Game Lounge everywhere else. Instagram, TikTok, and twitch.tv slash Tony's Game Lounge. And Tony's Game Lounge on YouTube as well, where you can watch the recorded live episodes of the podcast and if you join our official discord uh you'll be able to catch them earlier as episodes are released on the monday even the video will really be really re released on youtube on the monday but the twitch highlight you can catch anytime on the twitch or you can find it in our discord uh once again savik thank you for coming on out it's always a blast to chat with you and it was definitely a fun day today no problem and thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week with another super special guest and probably another live episode. 
and I will see you back here in the game lounge. Be sure to like and share the podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.